Hello, good human, and welcome to this week's series on the Sunshine Project podcast. My name is Chloe. I am your host, and I am so grateful for you. And I say that online all the time, and I think sometimes people might think it's a little bit of social media spin, but it is not because I am so conscious that it is a choice you have made to listen to the Sunshine Project and to let me nestle into your ideas. And I feel so lucky for it. And I also feel so lucky for the Spotify wrapped results that I received this week. This podcast has been out in the world for not quite two months, which in the big wide world of podcasting is brand, brand, brand new. And yet the statistics were ridiculous. The Sunshine Project is a top 10 podcast for nearly 600 people. It is a top five podcast for nearly 400 people. And for 77 of you listening, this is your number one top podcast. That is unreal. I like to think that I would still be making this without the love and support that you've shown me, but I just don't know that I would. I just don't know what would motivate me and what would make me excited and what would make me so keen to share more with you. So yeah, I'm really, really grateful for that and for you. And in case you haven't guessed from the title or that little preamble, this week we are talking all things gratitude. This is actually our last week of regular programming for almost a month. Don't worry, there'll still be good things in your ears every single week, but I am taking a little bit of an easier time over Christmas and the holidays because we've all got to protect our beautiful brains from burnout and it will look a little bit different for the next little while, so stay tuned for that. But gratitude felt like a really good one to end on for our first swathe of episodes. I read a quote a long time ago that really stuck with me. It said, it is not happy people who are grateful, but grateful people who are happy. And I don't know what it was exactly about that quote, but it hit me like a lightning bolt. It was like, you don't have to wait for things to be perfect to really enjoy the things that you have. It's a little bit Miley Cyrus, The Climb, but since I read it and since it hit so close to home, it has genuinely changed my life. So I'm going to read it to you again at the beginning of our mindful moment. Let's settle in for that. It is not happy people who are grateful It is grateful people who are happy. You don't have to wait for things to be perfect, to feel flooded with gratitude. That can come from the smallest, most seemingly insignificant moments in your life. And in today's mindful moment, I would really love for you to sit back and melt into your chair or your couch or your bed or the bus or keep walking if you're walking. I know a lot of people like to listen to this while they're exercising, but 
just feel those footsteps, feel that footfall heavily and intentionally as you go. And we're going to start, as always, with a few deep breaths. Ready? Hold. Let's do an even bigger one. We're going to go in, hold, and out. We're going to go in, loosen those shoulders as you hold, and expand your body as you out. That's right, take up some space. And we're going to do one more deep breath. We're doing a big reset here of our breathing. We're going to go in. Bring your crown of your head up high. Stretch out and out. We're going to flatten and expand. There we go. Now, what I'd like you to do for our mindful moment today is let your mind wander back to a time that was quite bleak and I'd like it to be a time a little while ago. Things might be tricky right now, but I want you to go back to a time that was really hard. Maybe you were unwell. Maybe someone you love was hurting. Maybe you weren't sure where you were going to go next. Let your mind go back there and it's okay. I know it's not easy to think about this, but I'm here. When you've got that idea clearly in your mind... I want you to think about how you felt. I want you to think about what you wished for. And as you think about what you hoped for back then, I want you to slowly bring your mind forward and move back to the present. And as you move back to the present, I really want you to take a moment and collect all that you've gained along the way. I want you to scoop up all of the things that you once wished for and hoped for and found yourself with. I want you to sit with all those things, your beautiful little collection, for a moment and I want you to feel it all glowing. I want you to feel it glowing so bright and so golden and so warm that it feels like a hum around you. And those things might be physical, they might be emotional. They're the things that you once thought you might never have, that now you do. And I want you to sit there amongst that golden glow. And I want you to feel it seep in through your skin, through your pores, through your muscles, into your blood, into your bones. I want you to feel that feeling of gratitude and of growth. I want you to do another deep breath in, in three, two, one. Hold and out. Loosen up your body one more time. Slowly shake what needs shaking, gently wriggle what needs wriggling. I want you to smile. (laughs) I want you to smile gently and serenely, even if it feels a little bit silly. And now I want you to open your eyes.
Okay, so let's talk about gratitude. Gratitude is, I'm sure you don't need me to tell you, being grateful, just practically being grateful for what you've got, what you've got coming, the people around you, the things that happen. It's a feeling of gratefulness. That's what gratitude is. And I think it's really important to note right up the top that gratitude is not about toxic positivity because I think that's a really valid concern about anything that sounds like squashing down the things that are tricky. But gratitude does not exist to pretend that bad things don't happen. Gratitude is actually really helpful, as we'll go into, in preventing rumination, so preventing those thoughts that play over and over in your head and you get deeper and darker and more drawn into the bad stuff. Gratitude exists to supplement, not replace the difficulties of existence because existing can be really difficult. It can be really difficult for any number of people, actually, (laughs) I'd say for most people who are lucky enough to reach an adult life, most people have difficulty with existing at some point and that's okay. This isn't sweeping all of that to the side. It's not squashing all of it down and pretending it doesn't exist. It's supplementing all of that with a little bit of goodness. And I think when I think about the Sunshine Project or the idea of sunshine or the idea of genuine positivity, actually a lot of it is grounded in gratitude. And I've had people ask me, especially in our Facebook group, which if you're not part of it already, please come and join it. It is such a vibe. It is the Sunshine Project podcast community. We would love to have you there. And I feel confident in speaking for every person in that group. There are hundreds of us and everyone is an angel. People have asked me in that group when I've asked what people want to hear on this podcast, people have asked how to practice gratitude, what that actually means, what it looks like. And So first, I want to just delve into the science of gratitude because aside from the little toxic positivity alarm bell that some people hear when they hear phrases like gratitude, they might also think of it as a little bit woo-woo. And while I personally am quite a woo-woo person, I straddle a sort of line where I am so into spirituality and the things we don't understand and ideas and concepts that feel far beyond anything that are tangible. I also confusingly love that stuff to be backed up with science. Give me science. Give me statistics. Tell me why. Tell me how. And I found a really great resource when I was doing research for this episode. It's called The Neuroscience of Gratitude and effects on the brain and it was published in the Positive Psychology Journal. I'll pop a link to that in my bio. I'm going to try not to just tell you every single thing that was written in there because then you may as well go and read that instead of listening to this, but I do want to share some really interesting bits that I found. So when I say the science of gratitude, what I'm actually talking about are the physiological effects 
of gratitude, the physical effects on our brain, the physical effects on our body. I know that gratitude makes us feel good. You know that too, but I want to find out why and I want to share it with you. So back in that research paper that I mentioned 30 seconds ago, The Neuroscience of Gratitude and Effects on the Brain, they actually reference a book, Upward Spiral, by Dr. Alex Korb. And Dr. Alex Korb does put this quite well. It says in the book that when we give and receive thank you notes, as an example of a practice that increases gratitude, our brain is automatically redirected to pay attention to what we have, producing intrinsic motivation and a strong awareness of the present. So that makes sense, right? Because we don't just like feeling gratitude because it's warm and fuzzy. We like it because it gives us motivation. We like it because it makes us aware of good things going on right now in our lives. And I want to know what that means, again, physiologically, where that comes from. So in that same book, it says that at the neurochemical level, gratitude acts as a catalyst for neurotransmitters that manage our emotions, our anxiety, and our immediate stress responses. So looking further into this, there are several ways that gratitude actually affects the brain. It fosters cognitive restructuring by evoking positive thinking. Again, that takes us away from rumination and helps us be a little bit more in the present. There are several studies that show that practicing gratitude reduces stress hormones and manages the autonomic nervous system function. It reduces symptoms of depression and anxiety. And at a neurochemical level, feelings of gratitude are actually associated with an increase in the neural modulation of the prefrontal cortex, which is the brain site responsible for managing negative feelings and emotions like guilt and shame and violence. So back to those dopamine and serotonin references I made a moment ago, you've probably heard of those neurotransmitters because they are responsible for our emotions as well, and they essentially make us feel good. They enhance our mood immediately, which is why we feel good when we practice gratitude and activate those. But by consciously practicing gratitude every day, we can actually help those neural pathways strengthen themselves like a muscle right, just get stronger and stronger. And ultimately, we can create a permanent, grateful and positive nature within ourselves. Because when you think about it, all of a sudden, our brains are following the path of least resistance. They're going down the road they know. And if that road, that strong, brightly lit road is one of joy and gratitude, then it's a little bit easier to get there. In our Sunshine Toolkit on Wednesday, I'm going to talk you through a very interesting study that was actually done on keeping a gratitude journal and some of the results that were found there. They are amazing, to be frank. But as a quick little prelude, Berkeley University actually did a study a few years ago and they felt that although there had been many studies done on gratitude and how beneficial it is and how it can help us, they weren't sure about the validity of studies when it came to people who are depressed or anxious or having a difficult time with their mental health. And so they did a study involving nearly 300 adults, most of them college students who were in active mental health counselling at the time. 
They assigned their study participants into three different groups. One group was instructed to write a letter of gratitude to another person each week for three weeks. The second group was asked to write their deepest thoughts and feelings about the negative experiences that they'd had. And the third group didn't do any writing activity. And they found that compared to the part and they found that compared with the participants who wrote about negative experiences or the participants who only received counselling, those who wrote gratitude letters reported significantly better mental health four weeks and 12 weeks after their writing exercise ended. And I think that's a pretty cool example of strengthening those neural pathways that we were talking about. Gratitude also wires and fires new neural connections to the bliss center. So if you feel like you don't know where that path is in the first place, if you feel like that path to good feelings worn by neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine is growing over so much that you can't even see it, then gratitude can help clear it. It can help tidy it. It can help install some cute little you know, 18th century streetlights, if that's what you'd like. And that's pretty exciting. And studies have also shown that gratitude improves sleep quality by activating the hypothalamus and regulating bodily mechanisms controlled by the hypothalamus, out of which sleep is a vital one. It also has found that we can end up with a deeper, healthier sleep Every day, there's a paper by Zahn, which is referenced in the paper that will be in the show notes. Goodness me, this is not a psychology podcast, but I just think this stuff's really interesting. And studies have also found that gratitude can reduce physical pain as well. So yeah, I really recommend giving that study a look over. It's actually a very easy read. It's very readable. It's not too wordy. And I think it's really interesting as we delve into why gratitude's important and then how to bring a little bit more of it into our lives. So gratitude is the act of feeling grateful. But let's talk about practicing gratitude because that's what it's all about, right? Like you might have heard the term practicing gratitude a hundred times over and maybe it's been from a yoga teacher or someone on the internet, or your hippy-dippy auntie, who, if you're asking me, sounds like a vibe. But the term practicing gratitude isn't something wishy-washy. It's actually really solid and structured because it is a practice. It is something that you need to practice, as I've alluded to, even in the same way you might practice a musical instrument, or you might jump on Duolingo, or You might practice your social interactions if that's something that you need to do. It is a practice. It's a muscle to strengthen. We've spoken about wearing those paths for our neurotransmitters. It is something that you can only get better at and that you can only become more fluent in the more time that you spend on it. And if you fall out of the habit of practicing gratitude it only gets harder. You know how if you say you're someone that likes running or say you're someone who has liked running in the past and like you're so deep into it and you love it and you know that at the 17 minute mark, you're getting those endorphins and you're feeling amazing. And then you take a little while off and all of a sudden 
not only are you not run fit, you also dread it, you find it more difficult and your motivation absolutely falls off a cliff. It is very much the same thing with gratitude and I'm not showing up here to you telling you that gratitude is a fix for every problem. As you know, I am a huge believer in therapy. I am a huge believer in building a relationship with your GP or your doctor. I'm a huge believer in having supportive people around you, in noticing when things aren't right. But gratitude, and I say this anecdotally, gratitude can help when you're having difficult times and not being able to access your gratitude, not being able to practice your gratitude, not having the motivation to prioritize feeling gratitude can absolutely make things harder. And it is such a difficult cycle, right? Because if you're feeling snowed under, if you're feeling bogged down, if you're feeling like what on earth do I have to be grateful about, then where are you going to find the push to make yourself find those things? How are you going to make yourself journal? How are you going to make yourself keep track of things? How are you going to hold yourself accountable? And I know it sounds ridiculous that that's something that you would need to be held accountable for, but it is really important. And so all I want to say is that you, wherever you are right now, if you're in a place where finding gratitude feels difficult, if you feel like you yourself are lost in the weeds, if you feel like you don't know if you deserve to feel gratitude, if you don't know if you could find it in you to be flooded with those good feelings and that lightness and that light, firstly, you absolutely deserve it. You absolutely do. Secondly, as I said, I'm here. I'm going to help you. We're going to find it together. We are going to lay down a plan. We are going to squeeze as much gratitude as we can out of, at the very least, the last few weeks of the year. But at the most, I mean, our whole lives. I want to do it together. And on Wednesday, you and I are going to get stuck in to bringing more gratitude into our lives. We are going to look at practical tips on where to find gratitude, how to create gratitude, how to whip gratitude up in the kitchen of your mind. We are going to go through tips and tricks. We are going to squeeze as much golden gratitude as we possibly can at the very least out of the remainder of the year, but also maybe for the rest of our lives. We're going to come up with a plan and then we're going to put it into motion. I've got recommendations. I cannot wait to do this with you. I can't wait to meet up with you again for the next episode and get stuck into all of this together because I really think it's going to make a difference in your life and you deserve all of the positive differences, my love. In between now and then, if I could please give you some homework for the first time, I would like you please to take note of three things that that you're grateful for, just in the space between now and then. You could do them all right now. You could turn this off and then sit and think about it and write it down, or you could do one a day. It's totally up to you. 
I will start a thread in the Facebook group, which again is the Sunshine Project podcast community, and I'll start one on Instagram as well at the Sunshine Project. And yeah, I just I just think sometimes seeing what other people are grateful for can light that spark underneath us. And I think I want to start being accountable for the lovely things in our lives, because if it can help us spend a little bit more time on those things, then that's the dream. Okay, I love you, good human, very much, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. This podcast was recorded and edited on Ghana land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.